Welcome to Finding Wilder, the podcast. I am your host, Michaela Jean. Thank you so much for being here. I am an intuitive life coach, a spiritual mentor, and a writer. I am passionate about channeling arts into this world and sharing stories of those living interesting lives here on planet Earth. I believe we are all so wild in our own ways, and I absolutely adore sharing stories of people following their intuition and living lives that they truly dreamt of and have brought into reality. I am the author of two books, Finding Wilder and Wilder Daily. I offer one-on-one intuitive coaching, and I have new workshops coming soon. You can find out more on my website, michaelajean.com, M-I-C-A-Y-L-A-J-E-A-N.com, or find me on Instagram at michaela.jean. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoy the show. All right, welcome back to Finding Wilder. I'm really happy you're here. I'm really happy you're listening. I don't know where you are in the world, but there's a big pile of snow out my window and it looks really beautiful outside and I love it. I am one of those interesting people who does not like need sun to find joy. That sounds weird. But, like, I am one of those people who loves a rainy day, like, could do a week of rain and, or a week of snow and a week of gray and just, like, kind of be okay with it. But don't get me wrong, I love the heck out of the sun. Gosh, love that ball of fire so much. So, before I jump into today's episode, this is part four of, you know what, I might even just combine part four and five. (laughs) In this one episode, I'm literally just going back and forth in my silly little mind about that right now. So real time, here we are deciding if this will be four and five or four. But anyway, it doesn't really matter because it's the same story regardless. So if you've listened to part one, two, and three of life-changing moments in my life, thanks for listening and thanks for coming back for this four and or five round of life-changing moments. And like I said in the other episodes, they're not the most life-changing, but they are life-changing. And they've all started to really have a theme at this point, if you haven't noticed. So we're going into this episode. Go back and listen to the other episodes if you haven't yet, or else you'll be a little confused. But Going into this episode four, part four, I would like to talk about, (laughs) we ended last episode with the van, with buying my van, manifesting the van, the process that I went through and how that really changed my life. And if you don't know, I had my van for four years. I lived in it full time for two years and I spoke about in the last episode before the manifestation of the van came through, I thought I had manifested this apartment in downtown Portsmouth, New Hampshire. And in the episode, I talked about how it fell through super last minute. And I was like, what? Like the most confusing thing. But that led me to the van. So I bought the van. 
live in it for two years. And in this episode, the life-changing moment is actually selling the van. So this is four years later from the last episode of buying the van. So I move into the van and I buy the van and some a lot of things happen, right? Obviously, it's in four years, but right off the bat from buying the van, I was on like cloud nine when I bought this van. I felt like my life was just taking off in all the right directions. I remember so specifically I had, you know, I'd obviously had just bought my like dream van, dream home, had this whole plan to just like travel the country and my business working one-on-one with women as an intuitive coach and intuitive mentor had really started to take off. I was booking more clients and that felt really good. And I was so excited to take this work on the road. I have this dream of doing workshops all over the country in different towns and cities and just kind of going with the flow and working with my clients on the road and just creating community all over the country. Like I had this <laughs> beautiful vision. Still to this day, I call it light bright. I was like, I'm just going to go light bright the world. And I think that's what we what we are doing, right? At this time, in this day and age, this time where so much is changing and it's obviously about perspective. There's a lot of really hard, terrible things going on in the world And there's a lot of opportunity for change and shifting and growth and to use our love and our light in a positive way. And I'm not saying that in a way in which we just avoid the dark things and the hard things. We, we, it's not one or the other, right? It's one and it's both. It's, we can be with the hard and we can do what's in our power to help and provide support and be aware and be witness and be with. And we can use our ability to love and to hold love and to hold light and to be with our gratitude and to be with our own personal peace because that emanates throughout the world. We often forget, I think, how much of an impact we have. I remember in 2020, these words just like, came through me so often like our energy spreads like wildfire like we we are a ripple effect you know we know we know that but we forget sometimes like the way we live our life moment to moment is a ripple effect the way we interact with the barista or the grocery store person like we are a ripple effect the way we interact with our community and the people in our lives the way we speak to ourselves it's all energetic and it's all a ripple effect so we do have the ability to create more love and and the momentum of love and light in the world so this idea of light brightening the world for me is i just see us as little like light beings all over the all over the map, just lighting up one by one and bringing more light to the world. So that was like a big part of my vision with the van and being on the road. I felt so excited about that. 
So I remember having a handful of like speaking engagements lined up, which was going to be so outside of my comfort zone, but I was getting really excited about this new, this new avenue and this new part of my life. I was so excited about that. I was so excited about getting on the road. I just felt like I had a lot of momentum in my community, in my personal life, in my own heart, like gone through a lot of healing in the romantic front. Like I just really felt like I had this momentum. And about a month after I got my van and feeling all of this momentum, I experienced like deep shock for the first time in my life, like deep, deep, unexpected loss. My grandmother passed away out of the blue. Like <laughs> it was, I I could would have told you she had a decade or two more at least. She simply was there one moment and then she was not. And as somebody who was so independent, she was so independent, did everything and was everywhere all of the time. And truly one of my absolute best friends and favorite humans. And I'd experienced shocking breakups, right? Like in in romantic relationships that somebody was there and then somebody wasn't there or, you know, moving and you are so used to a routine or seeing the same people and then just like that, that doesn't exist anymore. Like I'd, I'd experienced things that shook me before, but not like this. I had never experienced a shocking death like this, a shocking experience that really took all of the earth out from under me, took anything that I knew to be true and put it into question. This was the first real experience in my life that actually like crumbled me, like deeply crumbled me, shook me. Yeah, I can only explain it as taking the ground out from under me and not knowing where (laughs) anything solid was anymore. Like, whoa. And this was in mid-November of 2019. And I this day, this, this incredibly shocking day, I was supposed to speak at an event and obviously did not. And then from there on, I just canceled a handful of things in the, few, the upcoming weeks that I had been so excited about, right? That I had had so much momentum about. I just emotionally was not there for it. And I also feel like I unknowingly at the time started to put a lot into question. And that momentum just kind of started to slow down. And we all know (laughs) just a couple months after this, the, the pandemic hit and I had just gone through my own personal deep shock. And then collectively, we all went through this deep shock, experiencing something we'd never experienced before. 
And I know I'm not alone in this when I say my momentum took a took a beat, paused a bit, slowed down a bit. And again, it was like everything I knew to be true or anything that I had really put this like trust or like foundation into felt like it just disappeared. I see this vision of like myself and maybe you're there with me. Maybe everyone was there with me, but just like standing on earth and then earth just dissipated. Like any foundation just disappeared. And then I'm just like floating in this dark abyss, floating in the universe. And in some ways that sounds really kind of beautiful. Yeah. It didn't really feel like it at the time, but in retrospect, like floating in that unknown, oh gosh, it's so scary. It's so uncomfortable. And it's where we learn to be with it. We learn to be with the mystery. We learn to be with the unknown. We learn to feel the really uncomfortable, hard, deep, sad stuff if we allow ourselves to, right? And for me, I hit the road in my van January of 2020. So I had a couple months before before things got wild with the world. <laughs> so I had a couple of months in, in different places and was in Asheville for a while. I was in the desert in Sedona for a while in Colorado a lot of the time in in Sedona. And I had a lot of time to really be with my grief around my grandma and to be with a lot of this confusion around momentum and honestly, some grief around this energy that I had about like my, I'm going to go light bright the world and these workshops. And I am so excited about this this new chapter and what I'm going to bring to the world. And nope, (laughs) that's not exactly what happened. In some ways it did. I was still working with clients and I still had a business back home with a friend. And those were things that I really prioritized. But a lot of my work ended up being deep work on my own spending a lot of time, obviously on my own, obviously driving, living the van life, (laughs) as we say. And a lot of that time was spent alone. And a lot of that time was spent feeling. And a lot of that time was spent with my bare feet on the earth and under the stars and feeling, really feeling a lot. And then obviously the pandemic hit and everything changed for everybody, right? Everything changed for everybody. And I ended up getting quote unquote stuck back home in New Hampshire at my parents' house for a month or so, maybe longer, probably longer with my van in Arizona because I'd flown back for work literally on March 12th, which is when things really 
got wild for the world, <laughs> as we know. I share this for a couple of reasons. One being, I know I'm obviously not alone in feeling like my life completely shifted over the last four years. And if you're still feeling the effects and the grief of the last four years in this human experience, you are so incredibly not alone in that. So that's one reason I share that. And two, to create a foundation for my experience with the van and where that held me then and where that that led me to and to see my experience in the shift of the world. I touched upon this briefly in another episode, but I had such this vision for myself and I talked about how in the bus I felt like I was so close to that. I had this vision for myself of you know, living on the road and working on the road and having a partner and a dog and just this beautiful experience of life and adventure and living a non-traditional life and with a partner and with a family, you know, I had this vision. And when I did eventually come back east, I really began to manifest that. I have a pretty (laughs) cool story of making a list of a partner, like literally making a full-on list, sitting outside of my van one summer day and going into meditation and coming out of meditation and this person (laughs) walking by and eventually going into this relationship and eventually ending up back in Arizona, back in Sedona, where I'd gone through this like deep healing process and deep growth and deep expansion and feeling so much and changing so much and grieving so much and going back to the same place in my van with the partner. And there was the dog and I was working and, you know, I can still remember being there and being in the beautiful Arizona desert and looking around and and feeling like, wow, like I really got everything I quote unquote wanted. And why do I still not feel fulfilled? Why do I still not feel truly deeply just like not even happy because there was joy, you know, there was there was joy. But it was this fulfillment, this feeling of fulfillment and contentment. And it was like I was living, a friend said this recently, it was like I was living in a movie, but I was watching the movie. I was watching the movie of my own life and I was feeling it all. You know, when you're watching a movie and you you feel scared, if it's a scary movie or you feel the love, if it's a love story or you're laughing and you're really feeling the the joy and the the laughter, if it's a funny movie, I was feeling it all, man. <laughs> like I had all the feels and I was experiencing it, but it was as if I was an observer. 
And I was like, wow, like I got here. I, I checked the boxes. I did the thing. Here I am. But why? Why do I not feel the way I feel like I'm supposed to feel? And I think we all have moments like that in our life where we get the perfect job or the perfect house and we feel like we checked all of our own boxes. You know, a lot of times it's societal boxes, but also it can be our own boxes or it can be our own list that we manifested. But we end up getting there and realizing that it doesn't feel the way it's supposed to feel. And I've really come to learn that that doesn't have anything to do with the material or the relationship or the house. I mean, sure, sure, sure. Yes, sometimes if you're in an unsafe environment, yes, that's get out if you can. Do what you can to get out. But in my situation, I loved this person. I loved my van. I loved where I was. I loved my work, but I didn't feel fulfilled in who I was. I had some some personal fulfillment to figure out. And I do deeply believe that relationships and experiences, yada, yada, all come into our life for reasons to teach us, to expand us, to evolve us, to allow us to become the version of ourselves that we are constantly becoming. Every single version of me, every single version of you has been for purpose, has been for an expansive moment for another person, has been for a healing experience for others, for the world, for the collective, for yourself. I don't necessarily believe that there's much space for regret in life. Like I do not regret past relationships that quote unquote weren't the right one. You know, if you're in a season of your life where you're like, I'm just bad at dating or I just like, I just, nothing works out for me. I want to remind you, whatever that is, dating or, or something else, like I want to remind you that it doesn't work out for anybody until it quote unquote does. And it works out for a bit and then maybe it doesn't. So I think we're really hard on ourselves sometimes as humans because we haven't found the right thing or the right person or the right job or the right home. And I've been totally guilty of this before. Like, why did I stay in that relationship longer than I should have? Let's not shut ourselves. Let's not guilt ourselves into thinking we did something wrong. Let's celebrate ourselves for giving something a shot. Let's celebrate ourselves for walking a path that was a little uncomfortable or a lot uncomfortable. Let's celebrate ourselves for leaving when the time was right. Let's celebrate ourselves for gifting ourselves the experiences of life and not being so hard on ourselves and and criticizing ourselves for doing it wrong or staying too long or, or whatever our story is. Let's celebrate ourselves more. Let's celebrate ourselves more for doing this human experience because it's a wild ride. It's been a wild ride the last four years, especially. So I had this experience of quote unquote, getting everything I wanted 
and then realizing, dang, I got some some inner stuff that I still got to work through. And thank you for these experiences, for teaching me that and bringing me to this point. So to tie back into this Portsmouth era of my life, if you listen to the last episode, I had manifested what I thought was going to be my apartment in downtown Portsmouth, which fell through last minute. So here we are two years later, two years of full-time van life, and I've hit a point where I am ready to plant some roots. This theme for me kept coming through around a shift in my perspective of freedom. For so long, I'd felt like freedom was the open road. Freedom was having the ability to just get up and go whenever I wanted. Freedom was travel. Freedom was new people, new experiences. Freedom was flying around. And this theme towards the end of being in my van was coming through so clear and strong for me. And it was this this theme of planting my feet and planting roots and how when we ground ourselves and we find stability and we plant those roots and we find a home base, then we get to experience a new, deeper level of freedom. So I started to feel so just comforted by this experience and this idea of planting my roots so that I could be more free. And that was confusing for me at first. I was like, what do you mean? Freedom is just flying around and floating around. But after a couple years of living in a van, which can be very overstimulating, living in the van, there was always something to do. There was always a question mark. There was always something to clean up, something to put away, something to think about doing. And I loved that. I loved how present living in my van kept me. It kept me so present. I couldn't just drive if there was food all over my counter. I couldn't just, you know, park for the night if I needed to dump something. (laughs) Like, there was always something to do. I couldn't just go to sleep and carry on with my day after I spilled my entire gray water tank over my carpet. Like, that had to be dealt with in the moment. But there was also the aspect of overstimulation and not always settling down. Like there was always a question like, should I be parked here tonight? Where am I going to park tonight? There wasn't this like deep exhale of, okay, this is where I live. This is where I put my shoes. This is where I, you know, this is what I see when I open my door. And it was such a gift to have that experience of a new scenery every day. I loved that season. But I was starting to feel ready for exhale into, oh, this is where I live. And I don't need to constantly be wondering if I'm where, if I'm okay where I am. So, It was so interesting because two years prior, when I had thought I was going to move to Portsmouth, I had reached out to a friend and her landlord showed me this place. So here I was two years later, I reached out to the same friend asking if she knew of any apartments for rent. 
she sends me to the same landlord, sends me to the same building, but a bigger, just like better, for lack of better words, apartment, just like more natural light, more space, great location, but the same building. And uh, very similar rent, honestly. And it was such a full circle moment because at this point I was ready. Like it was a full body yes. And it happened. And I moved into this place. And the best part, honestly, was the address was 777. So (laughs) that like was such a sign for me. (laughs) And it was so cool for me to look back on, wow, I literally thought I was going to move into this exact place, just a different little apartment in the same building on the same road, like wild. But two years later, going through the exact same process almost, but it being the yes, like it being the thing. Like I, if I had been so bummed two years earlier about like not getting that apartment, I would have missed the whole point of like, no, I was supposed to go on this adventure in my van for two years before coming to this place. And I love stuff like that. Like isn't that just the coolest? The universe God, gosh, what a what a miracle worker. <laughs> so fun. And when I moved into this apartment, a lot shifted for me in a positive way. If you followed along with me for any amount of years, especially over the last four or five years, you'd know that I went on a pretty insane, hard, oof, rough journey with my skin and some other health things that were really, really challenging for me. And it didn't take much time, many months of me living in this apartment and grounding and finding some stability and routine and community and purpose and just settling into the comfort of being stationary It didn't take much time for my skin to heal and for my business in that community to take off a bit more and to just feel a sense of abundance and groundedness that I had been missing for a little bit, that had been, that had disappeared a bit for me. And for a solid two years, I went back and forth about if I wanted to sell my van. I would list it and then I'd be like, eh, nope, just kidding. I can't let go of it. And I eventually began to realize that this van symbolized escape for me. This van symbolized an old version of me who found comfort in being able to escape and to find freedom in that that old story of freedom. And I had such a hard time letting it go because I felt like as soon as I let go of the van, I wouldn't have that ticket to escape or that ticket to freedom. I wouldn't have that ticket to be able to just run away. And I started to realize that I've been doing a lot of running away in my life, (laughs) a lot of distracting. And I have had some very deep and important seasons of being, which have been so perfect and 
necessary. And going inward has been one of the most important, beautiful teachers of my life. Meditation has been probably the most important teacher of my life. Yet I was still working through this part of me that found safety and comfort in the ability to just get up and go, to to leave the town or leave the relationship or leave the job or whatever it was when I felt like I didn't want to be there anymore. It felt uncomfortable or I just wanted to escape the feelings or the familiarity of what I no longer wanted to be around. So when I did finally come to the conclusion that it was time to sell the van, it got a little wild. (laughs) I knew subconsciously that I was putting off things, right? Like getting an oil change or just little things that like I knew I needed to do in order to actually sell the van. So I was like half-ass putting the van up for sale because I was still holding on to that bit of that story that was like, eh, but like, whatever, if it doesn't sell, I'll just keep it. (laughs) And so then I did get to a point where I was like, okay, no, like I'm ready to sell this, but I wasn't doing the things, you know, a big part of manifestation is taking inspired action, taking the next best action. Like we need to create that momentum. We need to create that movement. It was like, I got to a point where I was like, yo, universe, I'm ready to sell the van, hook me up with the perfect buyer. But then I was just sitting on that. You know, I wasn't doing the actionable steps to take me closer to that. Like getting any work done on the van or putting a for sale sign in it, for sale sign in the window. It was like, I had just put it out there like, yo, I'm ready to sell the van. Like bring me the... But like on the human physical level, like nobody was like knew the van was for sale or like the energetics of the van being available, like were not there because I wasn't taking the inspired action. So I started taking the inspired action, put the for sale sign in the window, like would get some interest here and there. But like there were little things that I just wasn't doing, like cleaning out the fridge. (laughs) the fridge in the van like desperately needed to be cleaned. It wasn't turning on. It needed a new cord, but I was just putting these things off. And so while I didn't do those things, within a two months, my van was hit and run three times. And I don't really believe in accidents like that. It's like I could see it a little bit in the moment, but I can super clearly see it looking back on like why that was happening. It was these nudges from God being like, okay, like, yes, we want to sell the van, but like you need to do the things that need to be fixed or you need to do the things to make sure the van is ready for somebody new. So It was like these little love taps. Okay, we're going to hit it once so you bring it into the shop and get that thing fixed. Okay, you're still not doing the things. We're going to hit it again, bring it into the shop, get this fixed now. So I was essentially creating more problems for myself, more things to get fixed while I put off the simple things that needed to be fixed. So I finally got all of the things fixed. And around that same time, I had come to this conclusion that it was time for me to leave Portsmouth. So I'd lived there for two years. 
and held this van with me the whole time. So scared to let it go. And I knew I was ready to move port move from Portsmouth. But again, just like scary to make the make the change. But it all hit me one day. I knew I knew I did not want to live another winter downtown with this giant van and having to like move it all around town every time it snowed. I knew I did not want that. So I decided to give my notice on my apartment. And I told myself, this is my first step. I need to, again, create this inspired action. I need to create some momentum. So I'm going to give my notice on my apartment and hopefully the van will sell. And then hopefully I'll find another place to live. But if not, then this is my sign to move back into the van for the winter, maybe go out west and try to sell it out there. So I was surrendered to either option, right? Like I was unattached again when we go back to the the um, manifestation of the van. Like I was unattached. I had thought I committed to moving to Portsmouth and that's how the van came in. We talked about that in the last episode. But in this moment, I was jumping off the cliff. I was like, here's my notice on the apartment. I know that this is not what I want. By knowing what I don't want, we get to understand what we do want. So I gave the notice and within a couple of days, within that week, I sold my van. (laughs) That easy. Look at that. Someone sold my van or somebody bought my van. And that in itself was just like a beautiful story that I'm so grateful for. Sold the van and then I was just sitting on my couch one day and had this ping to go onto Craigslist. And I started looking all over the place. So unattached. I was like Colorado, Maine, like Michigan. Like I was looking for places to live just like out of curiosity all over Craigslist just to see what's out there. And this, I randomly typed in a town in New Hampshire and this place popped up and it looked super familiar. And then somebody's name that I know started like going through my head and I was like, oh my gosh, I think this is her house. And I don't even really know why I thought that, but I took a picture of it, sent it to this person and it had only been listed on Craigslist for a couple hours. And she was like, yes, like this is our place. Like we have a lot of interest, but if you want it, it's yours. And (laughs) a couple weeks, maybe two months before this, I had been walking with my mom in a small town in New Hampshire. And I had said, I was like, mom, you know, like, I'm just, I want to manifest like a place that has like a big porch that overlooks water. And it's, you know, it's, it's in community, but not somewhere like downtown, like Portsmouth was feeling too busy for me. Like I, I need like a sense of community. Like I would love to just be able to walk to like a cafe or something, but like kind of like a neighborhood vibe, not like anything busy downtown. <laughs> and I said this to my mom and I was like, do you think this like place exists? Like, what do you think? And I was like, I want it to be close to the mountains. And I just kind of let it go and forgot about it. And that, that day I, on Craigslist, this house, I go end up going to look at it and it's got the porch it overlooks water. There's water in the backyard. It's eight minutes from the ski mountain. It's three houses down from 
this food hub cafe, just amazing, amazing space that I've come to really love. And there is this sense of community without being a crazy downtown. (laughs) And I share this because manifestation is so freaking cool. And I love just sharing snippets of my own experiences and even just talking them aloud to myself. And hopefully as you're listening, you you can like see the the magic in it all. See the see the little bit of structure in it all also, right? Like there's there's potency in the the different actionable steps of manifestation and of seeing things come to fruition in our life and how it's all not an accident. It's so magical and how there's seasons, right? Like we don't just like create the life of our dreams and then like that's it. Like we hit a finish line. Like hopefully in hearing these experiences of my own, you can maybe see in your own life how you've brought things into your life exactly when you were meant to. And also those seasons don't always last forever. And we're always evolving and we don't just stay in something forever. We don't just hit one season and there we are and that is it. Sure, aspects of our life can stay the same and that's so beautiful, but it's always changing. This big theme that I woke up to this morning was, you know, just do it. Create the momentum for yourself. Do the scary thing. Whatever that looks like for you. Create the momentum. We are energetic beings. We live in an energetic world. Energy is constant and it is constantly changing. So what do you want to do with that? Let the old stories die that aren't serving you anymore and see what comes next. So I ended up moving to that place from Craigslist and that's where I am now. And that story was going to be part five, but I think I just merged part four and five into this one episode. And I hope you gain something from this from listening to my experiences. I had been feeling the call recently to just kind of ramble on my own stories a little bit here. We have some great episodes coming up soon with, with some really incredible guests and teachers. And before those come out, I did just want to spend a little time with myself and sharing, sharing my own experiences and, sharing some of these moments that have really transformed my life and these life-changing moments. These, I see them as these peaks or these pivotal places, peaks and valleys. It's all peaks and valleys up and down, but like these pivotal moments in my life that have really taught me some valuable intuitive lessons have really taught me some valuable lessons on manifestation, on, the energetics of the universe and the fun that can be had when we don't take it all so seriously. I'm personally still working on that one. (laughs) But I hope you enjoyed listening to this. I hope you had a little bit of fun 
reach out if you relate to anything. Share this episode with a friend if you feel like it will resonate with them. I love talking. (laughs) I love sharing. I love being here. I love that you're here. Thank you so much for listening and we will see you next time. Love ya. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Finding Wilder. I hope wherever you are, you have the best dang day, and I hope that we can connect somewhere in the socials. You can find me at my website, MichaelaJean.com, on Instagram, Michaela.Jean, and I hope that we can connect soon, and I hope that you listen next week. Have the best dang day. Love ya. Bye.